and welcome. Coming to you from the Geek ETC Podcast Studio, I'm Josh. And I'm John, and this uh, sushi is starting to get a little fishy. Yeah, pocket sushi doesn't last too long, you gotta eat it fresh. But this is the Geek ETC Podcast, where we dive into all things you can get about. Hello, friend. Hey, friend. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, it's good to be back in the studio. Back in the studio. I'm glad to be back at it after a little uh, holiday hiatus. Yeah, holiday hiatus. I like it. Yeah, uh, yeah hope everybody had a great Christmas and uh, hopefully a, a new year. We're recording this on January 1st, 2024. Oh, yeah. So, new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. And you know what? It already feels a little different in here. It does feel a little different. That's it's interesting you mentioned that. It, like there's a, there's a new sort of almost palpable freshness in the air. Yeah, something be vibing. Real talk. I don't know what you just said. Straight bussing. I don't know either. Oh, now you're going too far. New year, new me. Well, don't regress into Gen no Z. No cap. <laughs> so, on that note, we have a a special guest here with us on this podcast. Um, well. To preface that, uh, today we're going to hit part two of the Japan trip. Part two of the Japan. By great demand, we understand that yes. uh, people have been wanting to Had hear about people, part two. Yeah, waiting for part two. So here we are, finally. Back, got it back around to it. We had some uh, gaming stuff that went on, you know, that we had to talk about, the Game Awards and all that. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to please wrap up as quick as possible, um, keeping in pace with the Game Awards. Um, but on that note, to um, help fill in some potential blanks that I might have for the Japan trip, we have the other person that went, my wife. Hi. Noelle. Hello. Welcome. Hi. You, are, you are now on uh, the first time being on our show. It's official. Um, yes. Finally. About time. We've talked about having you on here for a long time. At least, you know, off air. Me and John have talked about it. We just had to find the right uh, moment to have you on. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably not a better one. Like, we haven't done a crochet episode. Okay, yeah. So, you know, when that day comes, I'm sure you'll be back on, because <laughs> you're the foremost expert on it. Um, That, and then eventually when we have our round two of our cryptid death match, or mythological creature death match, it might be on that as well. Uh, I yeah. think you could have some good opinions on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, for anyone interested, too, you may be in some other um upcoming supplemental content that we might have mm-hmm. coming out soon, so... Be on the lookout and listen out for Noel's uh, fantastic voice again. But anyway, um, welcome, Noel. Welcome you. to the show. Thank you. Welcome to your own home, to your own office <laughs> in your own home. Yeah, you, welcome to y- your spare bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> where we your desk is also in here as well. That's how the intro should have been. Was coming from our spare bedroom. <laughs> But it's yeah. different though. Like the chair is facing a different way. I'm looking at a different wall. It's it's new. It's new to me. This is different. Yeah. It's a little different. A little good. A little good. Or, or a, a lot good. of good. It's a lot of good. A um, lot of things. Yeah, I'm happy to have you on here. I obviously some of you guys kept up with the trip on Instagram. I posted some of the pictures that they were feeding me on our Discord, and um, you know, definitely the brains of the operation was uh here now present with us and right uh, i'm excited to hear because honestly i've not heard as much as i would like to i guess from your point of view 
We talked mm-hmm. some at our little D&D sesh that we had, mm-hmm. and I got to hear some of it. But, yeah, let's get down into the nitty-gritty because we, we talked last time about your trip to the zoo. and Yes, the zoo. We talked about the, the Tokyo Sky Tree. Tokyo Sky Tree. We talked about the initial trip there. Um, yeah, some of the travel stuff, that kind of thing. So, yeah, that was a pain. Um, but we'll basically just kind of uh, – we mentioned our, some of the things we did at Disney there as well. Um, but there was a lot more that we did and that we uh, enjoyed there. So we're just going to pick up from there and continue right along. How's that sound? Uh, that would be, sounds awesome. Perfect. Um, so the next – Kind of continuing from where we left off, let's see. We did go to a lot of museums while we were there. Yeah. There was there was like the Tokyo Science Museum, or the National Science Museum in Ueno. Was it the National was it was it Nature and Science Museum? Or I, believe, I forget what it was called, but yeah. Well that was a weird thing about it, because it seemed like everywhere we go to, not even just museums, but everywhere we go to, we thought we were going to one and ended up being like split in two. So the museum we went to, the it was either the National, you know, Nature and Science Museum or something like that, but it was split in half because we went to like the very back. And oh yeah, the, there were two buildings. Yes, and I think that's what confused us most. With I think a vast majority of the museums we went to was similar to the malls. Yes, there that there's more to them than it seems. Like everywhere out there is a TARDIS. Basically, it's bigger on the inside. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, of all the planning that I was doing beforehand, because I needed to know, like, everywhere we were going to go to, the, like, best way to get there, what times. It didn't even matter that it was, like, a year away. I needed to know everything beforehand. But I didn't realize I was going to have to navigate my way out of a mall because every single, like, door you saw wasn't the way that we came in. Yeah, the the place we stopped and looked at maps the most was in the malls and the museums of just like where where are we at where would we, do we need to go we're looking for this place and we can't find it like the mm-hmm. little like you know trifold pamphlets that they give tourists at museums and different things like that like those were a lifeline and mm-hmm. like they had english versions they'd have like you know eight rows of the japanese and they have one little slot with like english ones in it and we definitely use those effectively because uh that that museum you're talking about yeah had two different buildings and each the one building had like four floors and the other one had like six or seven. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Because it had a had like the the ground level. It had like one, two, and three. And then there was B, one, two, and three. So it three basements that you would go down escalators to get to. And so there was... Is it three basements or would it be two sub-levels and really one basement? Can you have three basements? To me, the basement's just the lowest thing, so, right? Yeah, the, the basement is technically the whatever is on the bottom... Come on, Japanese. Well, also, at that point, why didn't they make the one above the basement floor one? Why wasn't it just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or whatever? Ooh, also and the one question. in the middle wasn't one. <laughs> Maybe because that's the, the ground floor, I guess, is the way that you label that. I'm not an architect by any means. Not, he, he's some... not an architect at all, is he? No. no, as far as I know, unless there's like a double life or living as an architect. There might be. Oh. But yeah, that was... I think one of the biggest things we were totally unprepared for was the sheer size of, like, there was the sheer size of the city itself, but the sheer size of everything we went to. So, 
my big thing was like that day was going to be spent in Ueno, basically. We were going to go to the zoo. We were going to go to all the museums there. Like there's a couple different like art museums there and there's nature museums and history and stuff like that. And yeah. we were like, oh yeah, you know, I had the American concept of, yeah, you can knock out a museum in like hour, hour and a half, maybe two, if you're really reading through every single thing you're looking at. And we went through the zoo and there was a moment that we got through the one portion of it. And Josh was like, oh, yeah, this is really good. Like, where are we going to go to next? And I'm like, the rest of the zoo. And he's like, we're not done. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we walked around there and I think we spent like four, like three or four hours in that zoo. And then we get out and we go to that. Uh, we go to the one art museum that I really wanted to go to. Um, and they had oh, right. a like Greek and Roman kind of um, like art and sculpture display, which I had no like an exhibit specifically for Rome. Yeah, I had no idea that was going on, so it was great. So we did that, um, and at that point, we're like, "Oh, we're getting." And even on that note, like you even mentioned too that that was just in a specific like section of that museum. Yeah, that I think there was a whole lot more to that museum, like the stuff that's normally in that museum. Like it's a museum, and there's stuff that's like normally always in there. And they had this special exhibit off on a, in like a wing. But we never saw all the rest of the stuff that was in there. Yeah, at that point, like, I think we missed out on a big, a big portion of that building because we went through the one special display. Um, and we got out of that and we were like, okay, let's just try to find the other thing. And we were totally lost. We found things that could have been found the, the gift entrance. Shop. Yeah, we did find the gift shop. But there was like, here's a display over here and here's a display over here. And at this point, we're starving. We're like, we'll just eat and figure out what the next game plan was. But after that, I was like, well, you know, that's fine. We saw a lot of art there, but let's go to the next museum because the day is starting to wind down. Maybe we can come back. We can go do something else. So we went to that nature museum and we went through that. And that was huge. It was all these levels and you would have to walk around. And each level probably took you like... 45 minutes and we didn't even spend like we spent probably 45 minutes there we could have easily spent at least like an hour hour and 15 maybe an hour and 30 if we were actually use google translate and look at everything but yeah a lot of it was just kind of looking and observing taking some pictures but not reading all the little plaques and all the little stuff or whatever but like the first couple we went to it was like purely just science kind of things yeah like way like, like way smart people inventors a lot of like physics based stuff like molecular science things and, and like we kind of looked at the rooms but it wasn't super interesting then we went up like a couple floors and then we got to the floor where the dinosaurs were now we're talking mm -hmm. yes yeah so that was like it suddenly it like flipped from like this museum kind of sucks like this is awesome and they had so much stuff in there that i've seen i saw more dinosaur like bones and or like fossils and things in there and, and different examples of species and stuff than i have my entire life oh wow yeah, like, it was a lot. I mean, just from the amount of things hanging from the ceiling of like different um, fossils and stuff like that, never seen that amount of stuff anywhere else. But the amount of stuff they had in there like almost didn't fit because they did have a skeleton of like a T-Rex, but they had yeah. to squish it down to where it's like in this weird squatting like rabbit position because it like if you had it sitting up, it would have like went right through the floor. Um, yeah, he was like squatted down. Mm -hmm. You expect him to be wearing a tracksuit or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think tracksuit, I think slobs. So, right. I think the best, like my favorite dinosaur in there, I mean, raptors are pretty cool anyways, but they had the raptor on like a, <laughs> on 
It was on like a spit roast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it would it would turn. It would literally like you hit a button and it would start to turn like it's over and a fire being this roasted. Pole and you what just press it. And he, yeah, and he would just like just just spin on a horizontal axis, and you could just like look at all the different parts of them and everything. Kind of cool. That is pretty. But cool. very. But it was kind of strange too. I didn't expect to see that. Yeah, of course they had all the big you know, exhibits of all the different trilobites and fossils of different shells and all that kind of thing too, which was cool. But some of them were like, I forget what the names of the dinosaurs were, but when you see them in person, you kind of realize how big they were. Mm-hmm. And every time I see something like that, like I, I wonder, you know, what life would be like if those were still around, if we had dinosaurs and stuff. What would life be like? That sounds like a, sounds like a good song. Oh. Is there a, a Chris Hardwick song that's kind of like that? I think about uh dinosaurs I the only thing that popped in my head was what if god was one of us was <laughs> 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 what if what if dinosaurs were among us <laughs> uh no, that's pretty sus well it's pretty oh it's pretty wild i went to the north carolina like natural history museum and they have a pretty good they had a pretty good dinosaur exhibit there for what i've seen and but when you start looking at size of things, like they had an entire blue whale skeleton mm. oh, hanging yeah. from the ceiling, and you're like, "Oh my!" Yeah, in one of these, they had a a like a, a example of a blue whale hung mm-hmm. from the ceiling. But then you walk around the side, and it was bisected down the middle, so you could see the entire inside. It wasn't like a real one; it was just a replica. But it was the same deal. They they had a blue whale hanging all the way across one of the big rooms, and it like hard to imagine something it that is. big. It's hard to I. It is hard to imagine that. It, it's weird even when you think about like how big elephants are. Even when you go to the zoo, they're they're still not. You're still not seeing them like you're not like up close and personal yeah, with them. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, there's people obviously that live, you know, in and around elephants and use them still and mm-hmm. whatever. But like being around an African elephant is like a whole different thing. And the fact that imagining a lizard that big. Because lizards, you know, just don't care. Like you know, people have pet lizards and they have their pet whatever, but. You know, people talk about like a, a cat eating you after you die yeah. or something or a dog eating you after you die. I don't I think the lizard would just start killing you when you're sick. Mm-hmm. You know, like the second it sensed like it weakness, that little lizard brain. That's why they have lizard the term lizard brain, right? Like mm. they're all about survival. Right. So I'll actually correct my statement. I was just flipping through my pictures here and it wasn't a blue whale at all. I saw he's like a sperm whale or humpback oh, that whale. Is, or that is exa- no, oh, yeah, that yeah. is exactly yeah. a sperm whale. Yeah, it was a sperm whale. So that humpback whales are baleen whales. That is a tooth whale. Oh, I feel like this is something you learned from a book your kid had, or no? Something. I, I you're just really into whales, dude. I, I really am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I, I uh, um, not to the point where I like I'm naming like like every genus or whatever. But <laughs> right. if there's a whale documentary, I watch it. I don't know what it is about it, but I think okay. I just oh. like I want to see. I want to go on a whale tour so bad. That would be cool. I don't think you want to do one in Japan because it doesn't end up well. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't end up well. <laughs> for the whale. It's a totally different tour. It's a different type of tour. <laughs> Why are they this pulling is, out the harpoons? It's a safari, I guess, for them. But oh. um, yeah, I don't know. I I just really like them. But when we went to the Natural History Museum, yeah, thinking about how big some of those dinosaurs were, uh, there was like one where, you know, they had replicas of them and you can yeah. get right up underneath it. And my son was like hugging like a brontosaurus leg or something like that. <laughs> it's just, essentially like a tree trunk. It is, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Anyway, dinosaurs are cool. Yeah. So nice. I, we just hung out on that floor the most, mm-hmm. probably. There was another floor above it that had a, a handful more, not as many, but it had some dinosaurs on there as well. 
Um, but that was definitely of that whole area of the museum where we spent the most time. Any of the other floors in those two connecting buildings, we like kind of just like went in, did the lap and went to the next floor. And, and some of it was definitely cool. Like there was a wall of like every different kind of butterfly that existed in Japan. Oh, wow. They had, uh, I don't think they were all taxidermied. Some of them might've been like fake, um, different kinds of chickens and that one threw me off i wasn't expecting <laughs> to see like 19 different kinds of chickens hmm. yeah that kind of threw me did they have the black silky chicken there is that one of the, yeah the, yeah i that, think it was the bottom row yeah let me see I is got that a picture is that, that korean <laughs> okay no but that's not the silky chicken though oh. that's is just it, a is black it, is a silky chicken oh you're talking about like the all black one that's all the, black, the, the face in the i think it's got the but it's got it's like really weird tufts of feathers coming off of it that's why uh -huh. they call it a silky Oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, maybe they're not from. I think, but they're like an Asian species of chicken. Right, could be from Korea or somewhere else. Maybe because yeah. they have like the troll doll kind of like feathers on the head, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So y'all are more vague... informed on chickens than I am. Yeah. Uh, uh, about whales or chickens? <laughs> just get on our level, man. Yeah. Yeah. If you can eat it, I know about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, well, speaking about food, actually, there was, once again, we, like, randomly kept walking into things. There was some kind of festival thing going on. It's kind of like our version of, like, flea markets. There was a lot of people selling different trinkets, but they also had a bunch of food there. Um, he got these, mat like, not huge in the sense of, like, width, but in length, french fries. They were, I mean... It, eight nine inches long but like super duper thin it made no sense i had i think beef tongue oh yeah yeah beef tongue on a stick it wasn't beef tongue it was just like beef it was some i had maybe that was a different one you can't really tell the difference between beef tongue and beef no but i think it was just like a like a beef skewer like it wasn't i don't i'm pretty sure it wasn't beef tongue, it was something but... i could have eaten double my body weight in that there was so much food that we randomly like walked up to like street food had no idea was there it was amazing so highly recommended just getting random food that you find in places which oh. sounds really sketchy depending on what country you're in but yeah, yeah i think uh, i i would also agree with that getting out don't if you're going to a sabaro in in, in, your, in tokyo <laughs> you're, you're messing up right? yeah. if you find a sabaro stand then yeah maybe yeah. But like if some some guy was selling those beef skewers coming out of like his trunk of his car or something, I, I would risk it. I would risk it. Oh, yeah. Well, especially there, especially what you guys have already seen as far as things go, you know, there's you're probably pretty safe. Now, my question is, so. For both of you, what would you your advice? People want to go to a museum, any museum. What's your pre-planning advice for an American or a foreigner going to Japan, what should they have prepped or what should they have knowledge of prior to getting there to get the best like experience? They should definitely have experience walking up and down stairs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say have Google Translate prepped, ready. You're good. Um, always carry cash because there were some places that we went to that's like, oh, yeah, you can use your credit card if you want to, but cash is the quickest way to get through places. That's what I've noticed. But as well as... Don't plan anything time sensitive afterwards because every time we went to museum, we didn't have usually any like scheduled things afterwards, yeah. but you, you truly thought like, yeah, we'll knock this out in like an hour. We'll go to the next one. It's like, no, you're, you're spending three hours. There's in always more in there than you think there is. Okay. 
there was even in in Ueno Park that there was like three other museums we didn't even go yeah, to. Yeah, didn't even touch. So I to like bullet point it, I would say wear comfortable shoes because you're gonna walk way more than you think you would walk. Bring cash, Google Translate. Um, one thing that I thought of, particularly for those museums, well, and, and probably just good advice in general for Japan too, which we talked about doing, but we never did because we couldn't find the right one, was take an umbrella. Yes. Because we came out of the National History Museum and it was raining. And we were just kind of stuck. There. We ended up just walking through the rain to get back to the train, but it was like, you know, a couple mile walk to mm-hmm. get back to where the train was. Was it like movie set rain or just a sprinkle? No, it was a sprinkle, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, no, it was It was very much like, oh yeah, you can walk through and just fine. But, but I was very much like, if we're going to buy an umbrella, I want like the bubble umbrella and I oh, want yeah. it to be the it's specific kind of, like, design. That, that you can kind of like engulf yourself like in a Blade kind Runner, of... like Blade Runner 2049, kind of future. I can help you out here. I haven't seen that. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, it is like this big thing. Um, you I don't see know. a lot over there. Yeah, I don't know if it's part of the fashion or it's just like it's one of the best umbrellas. Just have a bubble one because it kind of encases you. So I didn't want to get an umbrella that I didn't like the design on it. Because if I'm going to have to lug, lug, like it's going to be this huge giant thing I got to put in my suitcase. But I didn't want to get an umbrella to bring back here and be like, oh, I don't really like it. So... I would say to at least carry one around you, just in case. And what's convenient, too, is outside of a lot of places, specifically museums, they have these huge boxes specifically for people to store their umbrellas in. Like, the, it's got little slots that you just put your umbrella in, and it has a lock that you put on, and you take the key to keep with you so people can't take your umbrella. And then when you come out, you know, you put the key in, kind of like a shopping cart at Aldi's or something. You put the quarter in, and it locks it in. Nice, okay. And so it just keeps your umbrella in there and keeps it safe from other people taking it, but so you're not taking a wet umbrella inside the museum for obvious reasons. So they had those all over the place, which I thought, I'm like, that's super nice to have that convenience of be able to store your wet umbrella outside and it'd be safe. And not even just museums. Like, you could go to the local, like, uh, corner store or something, and they would have a little place, like, you can put your um, uh, umbrella in there. But even our hotel was like, yeah, do you need an umbrella? Like, we have oh, yeah, them sitting had, here ready. Yeah, they had umbrellas you could just borrow. I guess because they know people aren't going to steal them or whatever. And so you just borrow it and use it for the day. And when you come back, you put it back in the box. And it's not even like a a sign out sheet. It's literally like you get out of the elevator, you pick up an umbrella and out the door you go. They just that much trust. And yeah, you're not going to steal things. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Well, as we've discussed in our last episode, if you do 99% conviction rate uh, in the Japanese legal system and they don't care if you're a foreigner. So, oh yeah. I mean, it was it was almost refreshing of how people follow, I don't want to say like follow the rules, but like local laws, for example, like you hear everyone's jaywalking, you know? And I remember we were walking down a road and I noticed that as soon as that light's starting to get a little bit like, hey, you're not crossing, you know, everyone's stopped. No one's going to like try to quickly run or anything like that. You, every so often we saw the one person that's like, I'll just like skip across and it'll be fine. But I looked it up and apparently it's like three months in jail and some like $6,000 fine or something like that if you jaywalk. Well, and it's not like here where the, there are the like, sure, those crimes might l- carry that weight mm-hmm. here, but they just drop it over that, you know, like you know, the legal system here is like overburdened yeah, or whatever. But there yeah. it's like they will literally torture you by like making you sit in different positions until you confess to it. And then once they got a confession, you're done. And so, um, 
yeah, I guess I guess that keeps the societal norms and everything kind of going in the right direction. Yeah, and some of it as well is very shame based. So oh, yeah. as long as you're the kind of person that can be ashamed of something, you're never going to do anything there. Yeah. So in American culture, it's like, yeah, whatever. If there's no like real consequences and no one's shaming me for that, I'm just going to do it. Why? But there it's like, you know, we would sit on the trains or the bus, something like that. We already knew the rules. Like we, you know, looked up articles, watched these videos. And it's like, yeah, don't talk on your phone. Don't play loud music. You can play music, but as soon as it starts to get like other people can hear you, it's a problem. But we're sitting there, we're all quiet on this, you know, subway or doing our own thing. And you get other foreigners who are like laughing and talking and you see the, you know, little old people who are giving them like death stares on the other side. And we're like, oh yeah, it's like a thing. They do not like it. So. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, well, obviously I think that's a big issue. If you're going to be a tourist, you should pay attention to the culture that you're going to. Obviously you should not do anything that's morally or ethically wrong and going certain places, but you should definitely pay attention to the local customs and try to like incorporate yourself into that. I think that's a big right. Thing. That's what we tried to do is to learn as many of the customs and types of stuff like that. So that when we went there, we were respectful of how their society worked and didn't like, wasn't like a, a shining beacon against it. Yeah. Kind of thing, which we saw many tourists who were mm-hmm. who like, you know, you stand out like a sore thumb and you're just like, I didn't want to be the obvious tourist. No, yeah. You know. That's good. Because we knew we knew we were going to have, like, dumb tourist moments, and there was nothing we could do to avoid that, but we wanted to make that happen less as often as More we More of could. a person from, like, Okinawa visiting Tokyo than a American wandering off the streets. Yeah, I wanted most or, of or, our issues to, to be, be around language. Like, somebody who had seemed like they maybe had been there before. Yeah. At yeah. least on a vacation or something. And not just like, yeah, this completely clueless person who wandered into this foreign land and like, oh, how do you get on and off a train and stuff? And I'm going to stand in front of the door and block everything. And that was the one thing we definitely tried to avoid. And I knew I was going to have the biggest struggle with it because of my tattoos, because I have a lot. So we planned it to where we thought it was going to be like winter and to be fine. And eventually, like halfway through, I had to give up. I was like, I'm really sorry. I know that you guys still aren't on the tattoo train, but it was like 90 degrees some days. I'm hot and sweating and all black long sleeve shirts, like black jeans. It's like, I can't do this anymore. So halfway through, I was like, I'm just going to have to wear short sleeves and just hope for the best. And I think we mentioned that in our last one, too, that yet we never saw any flag from it. Nobody said anything. Yeah, so it helps it was, that it, we're wasn't very... Really a big deal. Yeah, we're very clearly uh, not you know, from Japan. So it worked yep. out fairly well. Yes. Yeah, so you were both very ethnically Caucasian. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And I think that's probably gotten better as far as that goes. Now I imagine yeah. if you're still like Japanese, uh, maybe there's some shame on you type stuff going on there. Cause I'd, I've had friends who went there. Uh, one of my friends, Sarah went to it. And I know she was, did a lot of planning, but she has several tattoos and she was really worried about like the bathhouse. Mm. trying to find like an appropriate bathhouse. We didn't even try that. We just didn't even go that route of trying to find one of those because most of them wouldn't accept people. There are some that do, but just trying to figure that out and all the stuff we didn't. Because some some are like, oh, if you have a small tattoo, it's fine. You can get away with it. But I have two full sleeves and I was like, there's no way 
I can like slip through like the teeny tiny little ankle tattoo. Unless you have one of those like 1920s full body bathing suits. Yeah. <laughs> that the ladies used to wear and stuff with like the stripes on them and things. Yeah. Which that, that was something I was thinking about getting was a like a scuba suit essentially. Because there's a lot of like beaches around Tokyo that you can just go and swim to. And I was like, that would be really cool. I don't want to deal with that with all the tattoos I have. Yeah. Though. Yeah. So, because yep. I also assumed it was going to be cold, and it was not. It, it was, was not as cold yeah. as we thought it was going to be. No. The land of the rising sun, very warm. Mm-hmm. Hey, there you go. Um, yeah, that was some of the museum stuff that we did. Um, did we talk about Team Lab Planets? I don't think you guys, I don't <gasps> think we did. Yeah. So, yeah, let's break into that because I'm very interested about it. That, I think especially for you, turned out to be something better than you thought it was going to be like i already saw videos and stuff about it and it was very to a point except the fact that one of the exhibits was closed yeah that kind of sucked um it was the one exhibit where you basically there's these like light up preface what it is it's it's a kind of an art exhibit i guess you'd call it that with multiple rooms and each room is a different experience the best way to describe it is an interactive art museum yeah yeah but it was a more physical interactive art museum you know you see some that you go and you're like oh yeah you can like touch the painting and stuff like that it's like no this is you are walking in the exhibit itself so you start off with you you go in there and they give you this little you know rundown of hey you got to take your shoes off and then you got to you know disinfect your feet through this water before you can really like go through the exhibit and like roll up your pants yes and stuff Mm -hmm. because you they were like you were you're walking through water it may not necessarily be waist deep, but it's going to your knees. So you better not be wearing anything that's, you know, super tight and can't pull up. They even warn people. It's like, hey, if you're wearing a dress, yeah, you, you better that. put some shorts on because there's going to be mirrors on the bottom and everyone's going to know what you're looking at. Like, oh. Yeah, they have, there's there's certain rooms that the entire room is made of mirrors, like the floors and the ceilings and stuff. So, yeah, they made a point to point out that if you're wearing a, a, a skirt or a dress or something... Just, just know you're going to be walking over mirrors. So, oh, okay. But they even offered it. They were like, if you need shorts, we can provide you with some, which I was like, that is crazy. I've never heard of a place of like, oh, did you forget this? That's fine. We'll just give it to you. Mm-hmm. Not and like, here's a $20 charge for wearing a skirt. It's like, nope, here's just some shorts you can wear. And when you go in, you, there's, they have a ton of lockers and stuff. So it's the same kind of thing. Like you just, you put your backpack and your shoes and all your stuff in this locker and you have a key that you take out with a little wristband. So you just can keep hold of it, a little stretchy wristband. And then you have a path that you just follow, follow through. Yeah, and you start out walking up this this uh, ramp, and there's like a water running down, and there's like a waterfall at the top. Waters, it's like warm water running all the way down as you're kind of uh, walking up through the path. And I don't know if there's like a disinfectant in it. It would make sense for there to be just to clean people's feet as they're going up through the. I thing. feel like there had to be. Like it makes sense for them for there to be, but you know. I don't know if they can't do that because, you know, somebody could have an allergic reaction to it or some kind of something. Oh, I like, think about I didn't, that. Yeah, I think about that at the time. Might have just been water. But either way, if you're having some running water going through, that's doing something at least. Mm-hmm. Making me feel a little bit better about the situation. Um, but yeah, the first room we went into was this, it, the entire room was just filled with like, it was the most soft, plushy room you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Like think of a, a solitary confinement sort of thing. But mm. like instead of like small little pads, like everything was huge, like puffy pillows and like the walls and the floor like it was kind of hard to walk on because of how soft and squishy it was and it was all black so yeah was, and everything was black it was basically if you were to take a memory foam mattress that was pretty like lumpy and make an entire pretty long and wide hallway of it 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And there's some people that are like, oh, yeah, they're going to lay down and take pictures. I was like, nope. I mm -mm. Even if our feet were clean, I was like, I could not fathom laying down on the like kind of like clean floor. But it was weird. Yeah. And that that was your first experience basically being, oh, I think all of it was basically in the dark. I think the, the yeah, very there was first a little bit of light of in there. Yeah. Like it, it was a little bit of light. You could, you could kind of see to get around for mm -hmm. sure. If you're not tripping over people and stuff, but, uh, yeah, that one was like just to kind of get you in there. And then the next one was, was the next one. I think it was the, the room. I think we had the, to walk through water Yeah. The next one was, again. no, yeah, the next one was a room where they just had these led strips hung oh, yeah. from the ceiling to the floor. And that was one of those rooms where the whole room was mirrors. So Essentially it, John Wick fight. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely see yeah. a John Wick scene, like fight scene inside of this place. And they had a so. they had a little path that you had to go to. Like you couldn't just like walk through any bit of the lights to get to the other side. They yeah. were like, no, you have they to go around. They said, don't and... touch the lights. But yeah, um, with the it seem make it seem it made it seem it was a lot bigger than it was. But that one was a pretty cool mm -hmm. room for sure. Um, after that, it went to a room where you did go back into the water, and it like came up to your knees, and it was it was warm again, the same warm water. But when you go in the big room, they have a bunch of projectors that project fish and images of fish swimming in the water that you're walking through. And they react to your touch, don't they? They, I don't know if they react they... to your touch. There's some kind of sensor or something that you when you walk near. Like sometimes the fish would like a school of fish would surround people. And stuff. So I think there's some motion-based thing involved in it. So yeah, I I weirdly mm -hmm. saw this on, I saw this whole thing on a Mr. Beast video. Oh, which is actually, <laughs> after you told me that, I went back and watched that video. And they ran out yeah. the entire thing. Oh, they ran out the that's a good way to do it. Museum. Yeah, but it's just them. There's mm -hmm. nobody else there, and they go through it. I remember watching that, and I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, and it was, I mean, they, they definitely tell you like, hey, don't take any, you know, drugs or alcohol when you get in there because it, it can like trip you out a little bit. No, don't, don't do ayahuasca and yeah. start <laughs> walking through there. No, no? yeah, you okay. will be on a different planet for sure. Because it was, it was really like the art kind of display itself. It's like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. But to feel like the coldness of the mirrors and then have the lights kind of like flash around you and stuff like that. It was like, oh this by itself is already kind of weird. And it's definitely a sensory experience. Yes. Which was cool. Um, How much was that to get into? Uh, I don't remember the tickets being cheap, but they weren't overly expensive. The wait was pretty long to get in there. I mean, we had our scheduled, like, you're supposed to be here at 930. They have, like, scheduled windows, like 930 to 10 group, then, like, the 10 to 1030 group and all that kind of stuff. And it was still, but they... So there was kind of two parts to it. They had the, like, you know, you walk through water and stuff like that, and they had the other um, portion of it. But they split kind of the, if it 930 is your group, they're splitting them in half going, okay, you're going to go through this portion of the museum, and then you're going to go through the other portion of it. So that way, when all you guys are done, there's not this big giant group trying to go through here. And it, it worked out, like, the line moved pretty quickly. It moved pretty good. Every now and then in certain rooms... They would come, and if you're hanging out too long, they would come and kind of like this way to the exit, and kind of like try to like usher you to like not just sit in there all day, just to keep people moving. Because you definitely have the like Instagram people who were trying to take like fifty thousand pictures in the lights with the museum, with the museum, with the mirrors. 
So you have people that are sitting there like holding up the line like, oh, yeah, let me get this shot. But what about this? And then you hold this way like this. And it's like, OK, nope, go. Foreigners or local? Uh, both. Yeah, I would say yeah. both. Yeah, yeah both. Um, I guess the art exhibit. I guess the locals. You know, oh, yeah. Not there all the time, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it's a pretty popular place. Oh, yeah. It was, it, you could tell like that they're packed out like every day that they have that they're open. They've got people there all day. Like it's a, it's a constantly busy place. That's why I wonder how much it cost that guy to rent the whole, right? For as long as for a day's worth had to, had to be a lot. Had to be a lot. Well, I think on on that one he said that he spent like what was it two hundred fifty thousand dollars on that Japan vacation? I believe it. Yeah, or something that he did like a, like one dollar vacation versus oh that's what it was five hundred thousand yeah. dollar vacation or something like that, and then like had multiple tiers of stuff, and like Japan was the most expensive one. And so, yeah, they went all out on all that stuff because that's what Mr. Beast does. Um, so the next room was another mirror room, but it had these giant balloons. Oh, yeah. In it that were would kind of light up and you could touch them and they would change colors oh. and do stuff. And so they would kind of like, like some, they were, they were anchored around so they wouldn't fly freely around, but they would kind of jiggle around and move around and everything. Makes me think of like, you know, how the people are afraid. There's a lot of people that are afraid of balloons for some reason. Oh, you I never, you've know. never seen that. Like that's one of those like weird phobias that I've actually met people in real life that are like actual. And I guess because it comes up more often than other things because people blow up balloons yeah, yeah. for parties or prom or whatever. Is it the popping of them? That I think it's because it? they're scared that they're just going to pop. Uh, they're scared of this loud that. noise or the latex feeling or like static. Li- I guess there are like maybe when you're a kid, there's some trauma associated mm-hmm. from your dad. Yeah, if you had an older sibling shock. that yeah. constantly came around and popped balloons near you and yeah. stuff, yeah, 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 I guess that could wear on you after a while. But imagine, imagine you didn't know that was in there. Oh yeah, you walk in the next room and you're just like, <laughs> I can't go through this one. Cue the music from uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Now here, it's a little bit off topic, but speaking about phobias, apparently a lot of Asian people in general are very afraid of birds. And there were a lot of birds in Japan. There were a ton of pigeons. And I kind of found that surprising. A lot of pigeons and a lot of crows. Yeah. So now I don't know if that has any validity. I've just heard that a lot of people in China, Korea, Japan, they're afraid of birds. I really hope not because there's a ton of birds here. Well, I don't know. Well, I imagine there's just um, because the avian flu, that's where they've hit the hardest, Mm -hmm. I believe, plus like SARS and and stuff. I didn't even think about that. So. I that can make sense. So maybe that's what it was, just from a I health standpoint. Avian flu like hit the Koreas and like Yeah. SARS was huge out there, you know. We definitely saw a, a the few, original COVID. Yeah, a few mm-hmm. times when we were walking through the city though, and there would be like a little group of pigeons or something, like one of them would kind of walk up to somebody and like these girls and they would like freak out and they're like running away or like we're completely scared and it's just this pigeon like waddling next to him. Well, to be fair, I mean, they are little pigeons. There are little rats with wings that, you <laughs> know, bit. pigeons are. And I think yeah. you, some of the ones, they were brave, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They were, like, hopping on her feet. And I'm like, whoa. Which, I mean, I guess depending on where you are, if you have a bunch of pigeons that get fed, then yeah. Yeah, they were definitely desensitized to the humans. Oh, well, I think any, you've not been in a lot of big cities, but that's kind no. of just how pigeons are in general. Like mm. mo- Yeah, like big- New York pigeons? Oh, yeah. They don't, they don't care. Yeah. I remember being in Cincinnati one time. That was my first time i just left a third story a three-story burger king to me Mm -hmm. as a young man i was like what is this in downtown cincinnati and uh i remember seeing a two-story target in seattle and i was like oh my gosh yeah it was pretty wild that's what i'm saying like those 
those pigeons there just did not care. So I, I, if something's going to carry disease, it's those little stupid. Pigeons. I mean, I wouldn't say that in front of Mike Tyson, but um, see a lot of pigeons. But I, I know when I went to New York, I was like, this, like these pigeons will just fly up to my pocket and steal my wallet. They don't care. So maybe mm. that's it. But anyways, back to me, to Team Lab. Yeah. So yeah, we went through the balloon room. Um, that one was pretty cool. I think we went through that one pretty quickly because once you kind of see, you're like, oh yeah, it's a, it's a room full of balloons. And there was a lot of people taking pictures. That was yeah. probably the biggest area that people take pictures. And while we took some, we were like, no, we're, we're here for an interactive thing. Just get out of our way. Right. Um, but after that, I think was probably the coolest room, the one that I liked the most, which was essentially the equivalent of like a planetarium type mm. of thing. But it was another fully mirrored room, but they had multiple projectors in all the walls so that the entire room is just all filled up with this constantly. Like it was like basically projections of flowers and stuff, but they were like moving past you in this like rotation. But because the floor was mirrors, it was like all-encompassing oh wow it was the like you it's like you were floating in this giant sphere of all these like flowers and shapes and all these things moving around that's definitely the room that if you were on something <laughs> i was about to say oh, yeah. you, you would lose your like, mind you kind of felt like you were on something just sitting in there anyways but that one they allowed people to take a minute just to kind of lay down on your back and kind of just be in it and stuff and it was it was pretty wild that one I really enjoyed. Because we, we did actually like risk the, you know, stinky feet on the ground kind of thing and lay down and look at that. It was, yeah. it was really good. It was worth it though. It was, it was awesome. I really liked that room. Um, And then the only other one they had open, there was a botanical one. Again, a lot more mirrors. That's kind of their whole so that was, deal. So that's the second half of it. Well, you yeah. ended up getting out and then you walked to the other portion of it. Yeah. They kind of had the garden area, which had like, a room with like yeah a bunch of flowers just hanging down um from the roof and you could kind of navigate through them and go sit down below them and stuff um but they had one i don't know what if we figured out what happened to it it was, was one exhibit that was closed down for maintenance or for the moss garden but it was closed down for like a week week and a half so it it was another interactive you know you walk through bare feet that kind of thing but they had these kind of weird pebble looking stuff like big pods yeah it almost looked like a, a big dinosaur egg or something yeah that's a good way to describe it and inside they had lights so it would already light up a little bit but if you pushed it, i mean you could really like push them to the ground like smack you it could kind pop of thing. them for sure yeah and the lights would change but not only the lights in that specific pod would change all the lights in the entire room would change so you'd hit the one in like a wave the color would change throughout the whole room oh wow and okay everything. so it was all connected and everything which was pretty cool and that was closed. Yeah, we didn't get to see it, though. <laughs> we saw it on videos, and we're like, man, we want to go to that one. And, and that was one, because I, I showed him a video when I was able to get the tickets. I showed him a video. I'm like, this is the museum that I've been really, like, looking forward to. And he saw it. He's like, oh, my gosh, that's going to be the coolest portion of it. I'm like, yeah, I'm really excited. And to get there, and it's closed. I'm like, oh, we would have waited one more week. Could have done it. And it might have been a little cooler outside, but. Yeah. Either yeah. way, we did it when we did it. And it was great. Yeah, that was probably one of the. For. An interactive art museum, they all need to be like that. Yeah, that was. That oh, was I agree. There was like a much. Van Gogh thing that came here. I don't know if you remember. My wife is an artist, and so she really wanted to go to it. And I, or it wound up going to, I thought it was coming here, and then it wound up going to Charlotte or something like that. Oh. But it had like a lot of light things. But when I looked at it, I was like, mm, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'll go to her. She, if she wants to see it, I'll go her wherever. Yeah. But um, it just never wound up happening. I never bought the tickets. It's on me, really. 
Uh, sorry, baby, if you're listening to it, but it's, <laughs> it's on me. So, but I, um, when I looked at it, I was, I've seen obviously this museum online, the one that you guys went to in the YouTube videos. And I, um, yeah, I, I would actually be interested in going to something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. It is pretty cool. It, the sucky thing about it is now that anytime I'm like, oh yeah, this would be a cool museum. We can drive out and go to this. I'm like, mm, it's not going to be as good. Yeah, you, now you have stuff to compare it to. I have some perspective. It's that. awful. that uh, While the Japan trip was the best thing, it's also the worst. Because even just food will go, like, the food there was amazing. And we'll go here, and I'm like, I don't want to eat this food. Yeah. Like, restaurant, it's so easy not to go out and eat, like, restaurants or anything anymore and save money. Because I'm like, I can be as good. Yeah, it's not just the food, but it's the service behind it as well. Whenever you're like go out to a place and you don't get good service, like you and you think here being a tipping culture, there'd be better service. You know, they're not even trying to get tips or anything over there. I felt like I was royalty at the McDonald's, and we went to McDonald's a couple times, like way more than I wanted to. Getting table the, service at a McDonald's was wild. That you can I, you yeah. can choose pick up at the counter, or you can just literally sit down in a seat and you have a little, you take a number and set it, and and they'll just come bring you your food. I'm like, do, do they do that here? I've never seen that here. You just always get it up at the counter. And that was our dumb tourist moment of we're like wide-eyed, like looking at them like, is this okay that we did this? And they're like, yeah, it's okay. It's fine. This is what we do here. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That was pretty cool, though. And we definitely had McDonald's a few times. Yeah. Just because how easy it was. And they had the kiosk, too, that you could order and choose what you didn't want. For some reason, their burgers, like... Came with the same sort of stuff they do here, but they have a grill seasoning. Oh, that, interesting. That we don't have here. That it was a specific thing. It was a grill seasoning. It added a little bit of, I don't really know if it was just It's like, kind of like a pepper. It's kind of just like some extra pepper or something. Oh, not for, that's not for Josh. No. No, yeah. I love it. I, 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 the first one I got with it on there, it wasn't too bad. Like, I could eat it. But I definitely, I was like, it's not what I'm used to. So I'd, I would get that without on there. Um, but yeah, so we were down in the area of... Um, where the Team Labs plant was down in Odaiba. And near there was also another thing I was extremely looking forward to seeing. Oh, yeah. I went yeah. To, to Tokyo Diver City, where the infamous Unicorn Gundam is. Oh. And so they have a life-size... If you're not familiar with Gundam, it's a, it was a Japanese uh, anime that started back in like the 80s, I think, of giant robots. You know, they're piloted often by a person. You know, it's a big mech robot um, fighting each other, flying around space and whatnot. Um, but they have, yeah, a life-size Gundam outside of this mall, and it is amazing. It was so cool. Obviously a big picture thing, and we, you know, went up there. We, we got, the place opens at 11, so we got there maybe 10. It was like 10.30, I think. Yeah, and we kind of walked around a little bit of the area for a while and kind of just hung out waiting for it to open and then, like, it was, like, right about, like, like 10, 56 or 57, and, like, a lot of people were kind of moving towards the doors of the mall waiting for it to open. Yeah, because at that point, like, we stood there, took the pictures, did, you know, like, oh, this is so cool. And then we were, like, waiting by the door because we're hungry, mall's about to open. Yeah, we'll just be right by the door. And then suddenly music starts playing, like, epic, like, cinematic music. And there's, like, I look and there's speakers hidden in the trees. And I mean, it's loud. Like I did the cartoon, like almost dropped my phone for three minutes kind of thing. It was loud. Because then as soon as that started, 
happening. We turn behind us and pieces of the Gundam are moving. And there's like armor plates that are like coming out and moving and lighting up and all this stuff. And there's like, like you'd expect and you hear like the sound of like steam, like coming out from the actuation of the, the like gears and stuff. Like it as itself wasn't moving, but there was like pieces of it that were moving and lighting up and stuff. And so it just had this whole intro music to, to start the day at the mall Awesome, and the Gundam man. like welcomed you, and then so then we just were kind of in awe by that, and then it stopped. And we're like, "All right, well, that kind of blew our minds. Let's go into the mall." It and was have the, food. like the wildest thing because you essentially like we're seeing this Gundam come to life. We had no idea that this was going to had no idea it was oper- operational to a point, yeah. you know. And we're we're thinking the worst. We're like, is Godzilla actually like coming out? A tsunami warning? Yeah, yeah. Like, what does this mean? And everyone else around is like, Meh. Which it's fine. I, you mentioned something that made me think about it that I will just take a pause to uh, say, hopefully, you know, if you're in certain areas of Japan right now, that everything is going all right. Cause I did just read that there was a 7.1 earth yeah. oh, earthquake yeah. over mm-hmm. there and they had a tsunami uh, warning as well of like five meters or something of waves. So there's pretty big waves going around. So just a word out there, if you are in Japan, you know, hopefully you're safe and everybody's all right. You know, and you got to higher ground. Well, that's but, why we need Gundams. We right. need fully operational across the world Gundams that are that can help save people. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, but anyway, back to the thing. Yeah, the Gundam was uh, was really awesome, and I told you many times that I'm I'm there's a small little tiny part of me that is half convinced that if for some reason some kaiju did exist and came out of the ocean, like. If those things were fully operational and someone could hop in them and pilot them, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Because they've got another one down in Yokohama, south of Tokyo, that is they will actually walk out of a this big like scaffolding thing and can kneel down and move. And it like pretty much almost is fully operational. So they've got a few Gundams stashed around. I'm, I'm wondering if they have a few more underground in a base somewhere. Yeah, North Korea launches the wrong missile. They're about to <laughs> right. on either energy sword, huh? Yeah, it turns out that's that's not the country you want to shoot something at because they're going to send their army of Gundams towards you. That would be funny. That would be awesome. I'm also all about that. That would just be amazing to see. Because it was like a fraction of a second whenever like everything was moving on the Gundam. I was like, oh, maybe Josh wasn't joking. Maybe this thing, like, actually <laughs> is real and it's going to, like, protect us from something we don't know is coming. Yeah, yeah, and then he just, like, walked in the mall. It was fine. Everyone was like, yep, this indicates that the mall is open and you can come right on in. Yeah, so th- that was that was crazy. But yeah, seeing a Gundam in real life, that was that was awesome. Now, do the malls in Japan have the massage chairs, like, every five meters? Uh, like not here. massage chairs, but I, don't I, know I saw anything like and that. I don't really. even think I saw like massage room. You know, like some malls mm-hmm. have to like specific, like they rent out this spot. Yeah. I don't, you if you listen, if you're going to go to a mall to go get a massage from some of the random people there, just don't just, you know, you know what you could do? Massage schools. There's massage schools mm-hmm. that need patients. Just go there. You're way less expensive and yeah, you're not going to have to. Because I personally have had to deal with uh, complaints of a couple of assaults at those mm. uh, in my personal, like where where people have told me about right being touched inappropriately at like two different ones just at oh, our geez. local. Oh, so yeah, I've never went to one of those things because they always 
I don't know. Kind of yeah, freak sketch me out. A little yeah, bit. and people are watching you get massaged sometimes. Yeah, which is also weird. Yeah, like granted, you're not like you know, naked typically <laughs> laying yeah. on the yeah on the the table with a towel over your stuff like in the middle of the mall. That would probably be Ugh. a little much, I'm sure. But either way, like yeah, I'd rather just go to an actual like a, a dedicated some kind of spa or like massage therapy place or something like that and have a professional do that in a more you know secure safe setting which if there i almost would maybe consider it if there was a massage person in the mall that were like hey i'll just like massage your legs i'm like please because the amount of walking we did in every single mall even this one that we thought was going to be smaller wasn't smaller it was at least the same size of every single one and we walked there were, i think there was about seven or eight floors this, this one had like eight floors because yeah. this one had the Gundam base like it, it, it's called like the Tokyo Gundam base which is essentially just the flagship Gundam store oh wow in Japan oh and they had a two-story like arcade kind of thing yeah they I had forgot a, about that yeah, big arcade thing in there as well um but yeah the Gundam thing was on like the eighth floor of the thing so you it was it was so massive I want to go to an arcade with you Josh because and I love my son so much but he's only seven and so he was not good at the we went when we were at the Hilton Head at the beach, they oh, had yeah. an arcade, and we were playing one of those like Dino Crisis games. Oh where yeah, two people can like you sit inside like the thing, oh, and each have machine, guns. Yeah. And um, if I would have had you there, I think we could <laughs> we could have racked up because I, I was doing pretty good by myself while my wife was trying to help out. But right. I think with you, we could have really. I wonder. Put I would bet away. we could do. I'd like to see us do one of those. That would be fun. Final Crisis or or what was the other? There's another big one. There was one that was a Halo. Oh really? It was Halo. Yeah. Did you have the Magnum pistol or did you have like the assault? You had rifle? the assault rifle. Okay. Start, I think you could get different guns, but you had the assault rifle. And like elites were attacking. That would be fun as heck to go through that Truth and Reconciliation map on from the first one where you're flying on the Pelicans oh, yeah. and land on the beach, but it's just on rails. Yeah. Your character just moves at a steady pace through the entire level, but you're just Shooting all the stuff. With the that's kind of what it was already. Through. Like, yeah, oh, it was in a ship. Cool. It was actually in a ship. Oh, yeah. yeah it was actually, yeah, it was pretty neat. But anyways, back to the land of the rising sun. Um, so you went to the, did you go to the flagship store? Because I see some Gundam. Yes. So, yeah, you can see over here on, on the table, I've got two. Uh, I bought my first Gundam model sets there. That's one of the things that I had always had a curiosity about, but I've never did. And part of me was like, kind of had that thought that if I ever pulled the trigger on it, I might get addicted to it. Yeah. Like as a kid, I always loved Lego and I always loved building things and all that kind of stuff. So I had a little bit of fear. I'm like, if I, you know, buy the bullet and buy one of these things, I might end up having a shelf full of them. Yeah. My wife just got me my first Warhammer 40 K set of models. Mm. Uh, like the Attilan, uh, they're, they're dudes on horses with lances. Oh, yeah. And I think that would be, uh, I'm excited. So I'm not good at it. I imagine I'm not going to do a good job of like painting it and everything, but with my wife's help, I may. Yeah. That's the thing I like about these. They have those ones like that that you do paint. Um, but the ones I got, they are already, you know, they're just colored plastic pieces. So it's all, you just have to put it together. Uh, they do have stickers, which some of those stickers are, I don't know how they're so tiny. Yeah, yeah. He opened the box at one point in Japan and like we were looking at him like I could not, I imagine know, yeah i don't know how i'm gonna put that together but i i kind of when we were there and we were in the midst of all of them i was like i've i've got to do it like if i'm gonna get one if i'm if there was ever a time for me to that buy one of these things to get one from the store in japan was the place to uh, do it 
So I it got... didn't help that I was like bugging you the entire time of like you tell me which Gundam and I will search this store like yeah top and, and, and bottom. Thing, I'm I'm not like super you know familiar with a lot of the Gundam properties like there's a couple of the different shows I watched on like Cartoon Network back in the day Gundam Wing was I saw Gundam Wing yeah that's the one that I saw and then there was a couple other ones so like I know a few of the Gundam models but very few so that's what I I looked for I I, I bought what was the first one i got at the store was the uh it's called the it's like they each have numbers on them. this one is zero one so it's the rx 78-2 gundam which i think is the like original gundam design like the first one that of like when they made gundams and so i kind of like that because it was kind of the flagship you know iconic you know gundam from way back in the day and then I looked for the Wing Gundam from that show, and they couldn't find it anywhere in the store. They had models in little glass cases, but I couldn't find any of the units to buy anywhere. And so we left there, and later we went to Akihabara, and there was a, a another little small model store there, and they had, like, tons of them. So I got the second one, the Wing Gundam, from there. And so I'm, I'm excited to uh, put those together. I'm actually... Uh, that I'll probably put a, a build video out on those whenever I, I decide to do them. I think I'm gonna. Ooh, we should have a build day where I bring over my my models. Oh, your your 40k. My 40k or, stuff. Yeah, that I yeah. got. That would be cool. So um, that'll probably be some supplemental content, some uh, model build videos uh, when I can put that together. That'll be fun. I actually bought a a, a set of like nice Nipex like flush cutters to cut the oh, pieces out and stuff. Good call. Because I had one set that I used, um, but I used it for like cutting guitar strings, and so it was dulled all it. all dulled and pitted and everything. I'm like, I want these to have as clean, flush, you know, cuts on them as possible, cutting all the pieces out of the, the thing. So I bought like this like nicer set of flush cutters for it. So I'm excited to get to use those. Um, yeah. So that was the, the Gundam, uh, Gundam place in that whole mall there. That was pretty cool. So what other, like, did you guys go to, we've talked about the museum, we've talked about the zoo, we've talked about a bunch of other stuff. Is there anywhere else that you guys went that was like a, a big to-do, like you guys knew you were going to have to go there? As like a, as yes. A, one of the, we actually did the next day, which unfortunately was one of the disappointments of the trip. Oh, no. uh, yeah. So, and yeah, particularly for, for you, Noel, as we went, and this one was like one of our furthest things away from the, where we were staying was the, uh, Studio Ghibli Museum. But okay, okay. to to add to this, <laughs> you can hear the, the exasperation, the disappointment. So yeah, yeah, go through what it even took to get that. So essentially, the place I'm talking about was the Studio Ghibli Museum, and I love Studio Ghibli. I was so excited to go, but to get these tickets, you have to get them like so far in advance, and they sell out quick. So I had an alarm on my phone and like a calendar reminder. It's like, okay, you're going to sit down and you're going to do this day. I specifically took this day off. So I made sure I wasn't going to like be late getting off work and not being able to get these tickets. Cause I had to, they opened up like on a 10 AM on Sunday morning, but converting it to here, it's like eight or nine o'clock at night on Saturday. I think is yeah. the, yeah. So I was so excited, had my computer all set up, had my wallet. I was ready to go. And I was in line, it turned to 8 o'clock, refreshed the page, and it said I was like 13,000 people in front of me. Like, I 
am screwed. I'm never going to get these tickets. And, so, they, they, and the reason for that is they sell them like a month at a time. Mm-hmm. So those 13,000, like the tickets that were on sale were for the entire month of October. So you could like, you know, everybody was in queue to pick whatever day they wanted in October, basically. I was like, I, I'm never going to get these tickets. Because the nice thing about it was it was basically I had an entire three weeks of, you know, hey, this day may not work, this day may not work, but everything else, free game. Take whatever you need. I was like, okay, I may not get the day, but maybe I will. And I waited for about three hours, I think, and I finally got to be like, hey, you're, you know, 10 people in front of you. And I was like, perfect, this is going to be awesome. And then it refreshed and it crashed. Like, no. So I'm like frantically reloading back in. I finally get in there. I select the day. It sells out. Like, I can't even select the time. It said, nope, day sold out. So I'm back and forth for 20 minutes. Like, okay, let me get this day. Nope, sold out. Okay, let me get this day. Let me get this time. Nope, sold out. And it was back and forth, back and forth until I finally got a day, got a time, went to go put in my credit card information, and it said, nope. Which I've had issues with my bank being like, oh, yeah, you're fine. We'll approve this. And then some of it being like, nope, we're not going to approve this or give you the option to approve it. I was like, crap. So I tried another card and said, nope, we're not going to do it either. So now I'm yelling at him from the other side. That's like, give me the card. I was in here in in our office and she's in the living room. (laughs) And I hear like, Josh, come here. Like, Give me your card. Give me your card. And mind you, the tickets, they're like $4. This wasn't like this crazy expensive thing. They were $4. Oh, wow. I think they were like 12 maybe or something yeah, it was like 12 but still well it was in like, this economy you yeah. know but no mind you it was 12. like six for each or something like that it, I don't, it was super cheap like mcdonald's is more expensive than these tickets so i'm like i don't whatever you might get a charge that's you know well, i think i was 14 dollars is what i what i paid oh yeah because the international for both, transaction for, for both of them yeah it was 14 bucks yeah so it they weren't really all expensive so now finally got the tickets i was so excited i'm like yes we're gonna go and then we get there and the line already is horrific. It took like 45 minutes to get out there. Yes. So, but it wasn't bad. Like we, there was a yeah. bus and then another bus. And then I we think We walked a train. through a nice park and stuff. It was so It was a pleasant gorgeous. getting out there. Yeah. But. And we get there and the line is incredibly long. I mean, we're like outside, not even at the door. We're like outside the door, outside the park, kind of like, oh, this isn't going to be good. We finally get through the door they check our tickets and this is another thing that i didn't want to be the dumb tourist of i read everything beforehand and they said make sure you had your passport you know to have an id and your ticket every like at least the first five maybe six people in front of us none of them had their passports out and ready some of them didn't have them at all and they had to like step out because they couldn't go in it was just awful yeah but we finally got in there they also said you couldn't take any photos while you're inside. Like you take yeah. photos of the outside of the building, but when you're inside, you can't take any pictures at all. That's kind of wild. Yeah. So that was kind of lame, but yeah, we finally go through there. Let's check our thing. And then once we get inside, it is, I mean, more, it's worse than elbow to elbow. It is, you were trying to make your way in there and there's no space whatsoever. You can't see any of the exhibits cause you can't walk in there and to a point where I was like, I'm just done. Let me at least go through the gift shop to see. Yeah, there wasn't even also like in a lot of museums, like we've talked about, there's kind of a guided path oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that you kind of go through the thing. But this was just this big house with multiple themed rooms for their different movies. 
And it was kind of like, all right, go explore. And so you had no sense of really where to go or what to do. And you're just in there kind of walking around aimlessly. Which it, it also took us forever to even find the exit. Yes. But to the point of that's where it's kind of bees like, you know, it's chaotic and stuff like that, which is great. But if you add that many people in there, yeah, it doesn't work. You know, if they had at least a fourth of the people that were there, you could navigate that place however way you wanted to and not worry about getting stuck. You know, but it was just yeah, so I think it was just people. the case. Yeah, there was too many people. So many people. Because I, I think I got to the one floor and went through one exhibit and I looked at him and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And he was like, are you sure? Like, you really wanted to go here? And I was like, I, this is somewhere that I took four hours to get these tickets for and if I'm saying I went through one room and I'm done, I can't do it. There's too many people. It's not enjoyable. So at least let me go to the museum and maybe find something, not the museum, but the gift shop, to find something cool, some kind of souvenir that I can bring back, you know, for some of my friends or something for me, anything. There was a line out the gift shop that went down the steps and almost to the entrance of the store. I was like, ain't no way I'm waiting in that. So we... Went out and it's like, let's at least get a food from the cafe. Yeah, let's go check out the cafe because we're both hungry. Mm-hmm. Go down there. Lo and behold, that also sucked. Yeah, the food was like, the Or the things we wanted, like they didn't have it in stock because it was like too late yeah. in the day or something like that. They had a hot dog. And so I was like, I'm going to try that. But it wasn't what I expected as a hot dog. It was more like a, some kind of like a bratwurst yeah. or some uh, kind of mm-hmm. something. And so it had like a very tough exterior, like skin to it kind of thing. And it just tasted weird. And so I didn't, I only had to take like, took like two bites of it. And I think we ate like, we got some little dessert thing. What was the dessert thing? It was like a pound cake or something. Yeah, yeah, we got like a pound, little, little, we both basically shared a piece of pound cake and and then like a soda and we're like. And, And the pound cake, even itself was like packaged and stuff like that, which everything else we got from little stores that was like packaged bread was amazing. So we were expecting this to be good and it was like almost I like, dry. I feel, like, I feel like it was okay. That, I feel like that one wasn't too bad. It was but, drier than anything else yeah. we had. But yeah, when when it wasn't like nearly as good as the stuff we got down at Lawson's, mm-hmm. just you know, at the corner of our street at the hotel, when all that stuff was amazing, I'm like, you can't do better than that. Yeah. And so, then we tried to leave. Yeah. And it, it took us thirty minutes to find an exit because they were we found it basically by we found a set of like three of these like older couple, like these older people. And we could tell, like, I could, I can observe for a minute, I could tell they were looking for the exit. And so we just kind of nonchalantly, like, followed them until they found the exit. Because they, they asked somebody how to get out. And of course, everyone was speaking Japanese. I can't speak Japanese, but I was like, I know the tone and the inflection enough to know mm-hmm. you were trying to exit this place as well. Like, how do I get out of this place? <laughs> yeah. So they, they need to leave, so. and they were like, on, they were on the second floor because the entrance was kind of on the second floor. And we saw them above the stairs, saw the questioning that was going on. And we're like, okay, they're trying to find the exit. We were, you know, pretending we're sitting there talking, pointing at things. They came down the stairs and we're walking through the, you know, massive amount of people to the exit. They end up getting, I think they went the right direction, but we thought we... Or they went the, they went somewhere else and ran into another person, and it was the wrong way, and they pulled them around the corner. Yeah. Kind of thing, and then they eventually left, and we kind of just fell in behind them and, and got out. Because eventually at one point we like deviated from the path they were going, thinking like, oh, wait, I think that said exit or something like that. It was like that. It was, you know, a bright it light. Dead. It was sunlight. That must be the exit. It wasn't the exit. That's what happens when you try to get cute. You know, just mm-hmm. got to, you got to keep. 
You gotta yeah. stay with it. Stay yeah. on the path. So they had too many people and not a like designated path markers through the place. So they definitely I, couldn't. And it, that place has been there for a while. Yeah, it could have done if you if they had less people. The you know designated path would have been fine. But I mean, I even told him afterwards. I'm like, if you would just have. At least half the people, it would be great if you only did a fourth of the people, but half the people not in there, much more enjoyable. What is your estimation of people? Oh, God. A few hundred. Yeah, it's like three, four hundred people in a building that is not meant to have three, four hundred people. Yeah. It was, it was too much. That's why you guys should have brought me along. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say in the amount of time I've known you, like, Never had any issues in crowds. Yeah, I get, I get through crowds real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gets through crowds. Um, yeah, that was one of the only really kind of disappointing things about like there. Well, I, I, I tried going to this other yeah. uh, that I thought was a museum for Murakami, who's an author mm-hmm. who's wrote like thousands of books and stuff, and he has like this dedicated museum to him and all his books and things, and. I read that he had like this huge, like 20,000 vinyl record collection. Oh, wow. Kind of thing. And like you look at these pictures online, and I think they're just really good at taking pictures because it makes this place look so huge and expansive. And then you get there, and turns out it's on a university campus, and it's not nearly as big as you thought it was. There was no records or anything there. It was just his books. Which also, the day we showed up, there was a huge festival going yeah. on in the university. A ginormous festival, and there was thousands of people there. And that was also like shoulder, like squeezed in shoulder, shoulder, elbow to elbow, like wading through these. Like and we got we crowds. got yelled at at one point because we stopped to look at Google Maps to see like where we were at, and there was somebody's like, "No, you have to keep moving." We're like, "We don't know where we're going." We're trying to look for this library, mm-hmm. and yeah. we tried to ask in the library, and they kind of told us, but it was confusing. We ended up going through the entire thing once and came back around to the beginning and wow. eventually found it. But that was kind of a disappointing thing for me, but. Other than those two things, everything else to this entire trip, I think, was pretty much amazing. Mm-hmm. Even the planned and unplanned thing. There's plenty of yeah. times where we just, we showed up in a random place. We're like, okay, we're going to walk around. We're going to get lost. And that's one of the better things you can do. Yeah. If you had to sum up kind of your opinion, because um, I've already kind of talked about it in, I think, the first one. But if you kind of summed, summed up your opinion on the trip to Japan and kind of what you thought about it, your experience there, what would that be? Like, what did you bring back from there? I, I brought back an appreciation of, I mean, a traveling. Cause that's the, it was the first time I've ever been in a plane. It's the first time I left the country. It's the first time I really left like the East coast. So it was definitely an experience to learn new things and actually physically see it. But it left me with a disappointment in where we are now of if that's how great the world can be, what are we doing here? So. Yeah, I got a lot of that as well. Just a lot of disappointment in how things are ran back here stateside. Yeah, even something as simple. wishing things worked the way they did there. Yeah, even something simple you never think about. Sanitation and food i mean like that's great we did like the tourist thing of going around doing the museums and doing the shops and doing this and that but even from a day-to-day life of you can walk around a street and we never felt unsafe we were never worried about being attacked we were never worried about what this other person on the other side was doing or looking or what was going on 
to then come here and there be trash everywhere and you don't know what that guy over on the other side is looking at you for and you know what's around the corner so it's you know kind of left this like oh man it's so great over here we really need to think about what we're doing here and appreciate the other persons like it's you know it's time to be kind i guess that's the one like you know new year's revolution of everyone needs to be kind to each other which sounds really dumb and you know I mean, I agree cliche you know the world could do with more kindness you know more generosity to fellow man for sure john do you have any other questions kind of yeah let's so top of mind so quick let's let's do rapid topics mm -hmm. okay so um first of all best bite for each of you the okay it's technically not a bite um but the honey lemonade that i have in a breakfast place called coffee con okay Ooh. that was the best thing i've ever had um but food wise it would have to be the oh gosh what was that one place all, all the beef on skewers thing i can't remember what the oh. name for it is i can't uh, remember either shoot it was like an izakaya uh type of place oh, yeah, like a Japanese bar um but yeah everything that they served was essentially on skewers and things yeah that was a place that you had like chicken feet chicken tongue chicken hearts chicken this chicken that <laughs> you ate the whole chicken oh basically. yakitori yakitori oh um, yeah yakitori uh there was one place i can't remember what it's called i had both chicken heart chicken liver chicken skin beef tongue something <laughs> it was amazing but they also had a a plum plum liqueur plum liqueur and i don't drink and i i was like three glasses deep or something in like that to the point where i felt a, like not i wasn't tipsy but i you're getting there i felt something and i've <laughs> never felt tipsy in my entire life so i was like okay that's interesting but yeah that was the best bite for me how does that rank on the the chicken balls that we had Ooh, that's a different class of its own Ooh, those are pretty good because that's everything that i kind of want in chicken is they didn't separate kind of the white meat and the dark meat of chicken they combine everything and i love dark meat chicken so there is these essentially fried balls that was it was just chicken meat it wasn't any bones or stuff like that it was just i must imagine a drumstick like the top of a drumstick mm -hmm. but no bones in it at all mm -hmm. it was just meat it was like fried and stuff those were really good mm -hmm. um my keeping with the rapid topics here my favorite drink i had i had a banana smoothie in a mall in that oh, yeah. uh, diver city mall mm -hmm. with the gundam and that banana smoothie was top notch it was amazing it had like real bits of banana in it it was so good best food mm, that was tough for me just the best bite you had um Maybe one of my favorite things was this was actually at the uh, Kura Sushi at the the uh, uh, conveyor belt sushi bar. They had a little sushi that had a, a seared pork strip on it. It's basically kind of like a piece of bacon, but a seared pork with like this some kind of sauce on it on a little thing of rice. And those things were delicious. So I'd say probably that. You saying that though reminded me. Um, I'm changing my answer okay. oh, yeah. to the basement of some random mall that we went to, and they had a, it was a salmon, avocado, mayo, and onion sushi thing. Best thing I've ever had. Yeah, sorry about that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, well, re- one thing I wanted to actually ask you specifically, you know, is there anything for our listeners, if as a female going to like hygiene stuff or whatever should be taken? Um, the washcloth. <laughs> oh yes. Okay. So I learned this way too late of if you're going into a public bathroom and like any public bathroom or doesn't like it's not like a bathhouse or anything like that but we went to like train stations and stuff like that and i was like i gotta pee um you need to have your own washcloth because there's some there's initiative that they're taking of trying to be more green and they're not offering you paper towels so when you wash your hands you have nothing to dry them off so for the first i think week i was like oh okay just shaking my hands like gonna wiping them down in my pants i'm like this is I guess they're out or anything like that. It wasn't until we got to the Tokyo station and I saw, and mind you, we've been there for like a week and a half at this point, And I saw a woman take a washcloth out of her pocket and dry her hands. I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. And they sell washcloths everywhere. We so, were kind of wondering why it has so many themed washcloths mm-hmm. everywhere that we went. Lo and behold, that's probably why. Yeah. yeah. So have a washcloth. That was something I didn't know, but if you don't bring one, I mean, it's easy. You can go to any, like, dollar store there, and it's their version of a dollar store. And just, yeah, get your own washcloth. Okay. Anything else you can think of in that, guys? Um, Not for hygiene. I would say the, kind of what I was mentioning before of the safety aspect is going to be wild. Buy some toothpaste? Oh, well, that doesn't really matter for the hygiene <laughs> thing. Um. She found a toothpaste that she loves over there, and so she came back with, like, four bottles of it. Yeah, so if any of our listeners are going to Japan, um, let me know, because there is a specific brand of toothpaste. And I don't know if it's in Don Quixote um, only, but it is a citrus-flavored toothpaste. And just just pick me up another bottle. It doesn't matter that I have five right now, and it will take me years to go through them. Just give me another one, because that is... The best, the best toothpaste I've ever <laughs> used. But I guess if one thing for hygiene, if you're looking for like makeup products and stuff like that, they have a ton. They have so much stuff. Yeah, there was from, so much makeup everywhere. And perfume and just regular stuff. So like, yeah, if that's what you're into. And it's not even that expensive. You can go to Don Quixote, which is almost kind of like our Walmart Target kind of stuff. And get a whole bunch. All right. And uh, so real quick, rapid fire. What is, for each of you, one thing that you wish you would have brought? Brought to Japan? Brought to Japan. Ah. Or if you go back, you will include. Um, not to speak on your behalf, but shorts would probably have been well, one of Well, I still want to bring shorts. I don't really? think I bring. Not with the, I have. There were some days where it's hot and you were talking uh, about yeah. you wish you had some. Yeah. Um, hmm. but I would definitely go when it was cold. I don't know because we did. I did so much prep work beforehand. I'm trying. I feel like there was something on my mind that I had thought of. I can't remember right now. Um, I probably would have liked to had like a, a big old piece of memory foam uh, <laughs> or a yeah, blow up yeah. mattress to put on our bed. Yeah, because we were in a thing. Japanese that would be style. Kind of impossible to transport, but. Yeah, the hotel bed being hard as a rock wasn't great, but that could just we could stay somewhere else. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
can't I can't think of anything. I was really disappointing thing, but I I was thinking of everything. You know, I was like, okay, we're gonna bring extra, you know, pants. We're gonna bring a like you got a money bag specifically because I I kind of estimated everything we could possibly. Oh, yeah. that'd be one thing that I said that I ended up getting there was a, a wallet that is can basically like a world wallet that can hold international oh, yeah. um, currency because the wallet that I used every day here we had some yen here and I went to put some in it and it like stuck out of the top of it. So it didn't fit in my wallet because the the yen is taller than the dollar. And so getting a like international wallet for international currencies and stuff would be one thing I would suggest. So that was, that was useful. And for any of the ladies that have like a regular wallet stuff, money's fine. It'll fit just fine. Yeah. So yeah. Men's wallets. Not not so much. Not Mm -hmm. so much. Um, And then, Last one, each of you, what is the one thing you will absolutely do again? If you must, is there anything that you did last time that you absolutely must do? I know one thing that I definitely want to do that I didn't do enough of was just walking out in the city streets at night. Yeah, like two, three in the morning. Yeah, definitely like, that. Yeah, go out. I want to go out late whenever it's not crowded and just, just be in, in this, the city. And walk through the city at night just because i have like living here in the mountains i have no really life experience just being in a city at night and that's that's something that i really enjoyed and i just kind of have a fascination with um, because i've never been able to do it so that's something i would definitely do is just to spend spend more time out like late at night when things have kind of calmed down and it's not as crazy just to kind of soak in the atmosphere um that and then go back to Kurosushi. <laughs> Yes, so definitely all the definitely food. go to Kurosushi again. Yeah, all the food places, but definitely want to go back to. I would probably say be less selective about the things that I want to take back. That's very much like, oh, do I have the space for it? Do I do anything at home? And now I'm like, oh, I should have gotten it. Mm, you know, gotcha. so because there was a specific brand of stuff called I want. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this right. It's Mofusan. It's basically like cute cat stuff. And already I bought a ton of things. I mean, we're talking, I bought a blanket, I bought stickers, I brought a bottle. And I'm like, oh man, I wish I would have gotten this. So, mm-hmm. especially if you don't know if you're going back. Like, we already have plans, like, we're going back yeah, despite everyone back. saying it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Like, no, 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 no. But no. for somebody who might be a once-in-a-lifetime, like, take, when you're planning out a trip like that, take a little extra time and save more spending money than you would think you would need just in case and just if you see something if you want it just get it yeah you know so you don't have that regret when you get back mm-hmm. you know just just get it because it, it would be hard as heck to go to make it back there have somebody ship it to you or something so that yeah that'd be my suggestion i like it well um do you guys have anything else for this episode i think that'll about wrap it up for today well i think uh if you guys want to see some of the pictures and everything uh of their trip of josh and noel's trip to japan you can always follow us on our instagram at geek etc podcast yeah i'll probably have a few more batches of of, i kind of got sidetracked with the holidays but i've got a couple more batches of photos to upload up there i've already have one uh set from the sky tree we put on there but uh, i'll include some more of some of the other things that we did some of the foods and things so be looking for that on our Instagram for sure. Um, likewise, um, you can follow us on uh, X 
um, at Geek EDC Podcast. You can search for us on YouTube uh, at Geek EDC. You can just search Geek EDC Podcast all in word on there and find our channel. Um, there, you can listen to the podcast on there if you'd like, as well as any um, of the other major podcast platforms. Um, if you are happening to listen on, you know, Apple or Spotify, anywhere like that, give us a five-star review. Please, yes. That would help a lot in the algorithms of all that sort of stuff. Um, help get the word out. Um, again, just share the podcast with people you know, some friends and family if you think might be interested in some of the stuff we talk about. You can also support us on Patreon. Yes, you can support us on Patreon at uh, Geek EDC Podcast. And actually on there as well, if you become a patron, um, it's just a, a couple bucks a month. And uh, newly uploaded on there is the uh, first, at the moment of this recording, our first three videos of a new co-op therapy series of us, me and John playing Baldur's Gate Honor Mode. Yes. Which is a new, extremely hard difficulty setting. And it's just two of us, no companions, and if we die, we die. Yeah, if you die, it like ends your save and you can't continue. So, and there's like new legendary actions that the bosses have. So it's like all new mechanics. It's it's pretty. It's definitely tough. Yes, especially with no companions. Stuff. So we're kind of fighting our way through there, trying to see how far we can get. Um, there's a handful more of those episodes going to be coming up on there. Um, those uh, will probably come out on YouTube as well later. But you can get you know pretty advanced early access on Patreon to those videos. Um, so definitely go check those out. They're really a lot of fun <laughs> we get into some pretty tight scenarios trying to figure out how to uh, beat some beat some bad guys absolutely so it's definitely an adventuring time so we go yeah go check out us on patreon yeah absolutely and always remember that geeks fight better together they do yeah especially you know with their wives so again thank you noel for being on this episode Anytime. it was, yeah, thank it was, you, noel. It was it's great to have you on um, i'm sure like we said we'll you'll be in some some future content as well. So keep out on the list for her. Um, but with that, keep geeking out. <laughs>